Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Never Dead Podcast. My name is Dylan Dust, and I will be your host for this episode. This is the show where we talk about stuff, stuff like self-improvement, creative endeavors, and everything else in between. Today's episode is sponsored by Anchor as well as Left Out Apparel, but we will get into that more as the show goes on. We're going to talk about building an online presence, growing on YouTube and Twitch, and how your niche passions can find success. Today's guest fits this perfectly. He's a YouTuber with over 115,000 subscribers. He's been on YouTube for almost eight years now, and he's created nearly 2,500 videos, amassing nearly 34 million views. His most viewed video has been watched over a million times. He's got over 30K followers on Twitch, and he's not the worst guy that I've ever met in my life. He's handsome, he's cool, he's chill, he rocks with the Piplup people. He is the fourth gen gamer. Yo, <laughs> I got the shades out just for you, Dylan. <laughs> I appreciate it, dude. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, dude. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, it's it's honestly been a while since we've really talked. Man. It has. We uh, we met five years ago, over five years ago. Yeah. Um, for those of you that don't know about me, um, I used to have a Pokemon channel on YouTube called The Lame Ducks. And, um, that was, yeah, pro- like nearly five years ago. And, um, kind of when I was starting out, I befriended Josh and, um, you know, some other people like Galactic Elliot and, um, I, he's your roommate now, right? He is my roommate. Yeah. He'll probably be getting home at some point, uh, <laughs> during oh the podcast. I kind of hope he makes a cameo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, man, uh, it's been a while cause I did that uh, for a couple of years and kind of my my passion shift, uh, the kind of content that I wanted to create kind of shifted. And so, um, yeah, it's it's been a while since we've talked because I haven't really been in the Pokemon space. But, man, it feels good. Like you're you're a good friend and I <laughs> that's never changed. So. I miss you, man. I miss you. We got to we got to talk more. Yeah, maybe I need to just pop into some more streams. Uh, like we I, gotta like play I some Pokemon, you know, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, shoot, I could, I could possibly make a resurgence. We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> Guys, I, I loved, I loved the Lame Ducks YouTube channel. That was, uh, that was the name of it. Oh my god, the Lame Ducks. So it was, it was fun, fun times. People are gonna go looking for that. It's okay though, because, <laughs> go, go digging, go digging. <laughs> You'll have fun. Yeah, I mean. I, think i did a pretty all right job with it i thought i thought my i don't know i think i'm hilarious so <laughs> but dude i appreciate that if y'all y'all need to check out josh's channel by the way too um like i said the fortune gamer he's on twitch he's on youtube um crazy crazy amounts of content coming out of you i don't know how you do it dude yeah i uh i do i do a lot and now this is my full-time gig so uh dude, that was gonna be was... one of my questions too like i can't believe you're doing a full-time <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it was a long journey to get there. <laughs> but here we are. Dude, I'm so happy for you. That's uh that that is the dream. Even if it's not like hyper lucrative at the start, just being able to sustain yourself with just making content, like that's just money. I, I feel very lucky. <laughs> yeah, literally and figuratively money. Um yeah. but yeah, dude, um, why don't you start by telling me a little bit about yourself? Tell the people about who you are, uh what you do, all your things. Yeah, so I'm Josh also known as the fourth gen gamer on my online persona, I guess you could say. And right now I am doing a lot of Twitch streams. I also still put out uh, 
about weekly YouTube videos on my YouTube channel, which is also the fourth gen gamer. But uh, I stream about uh, what, what do the hours work out to be about 160 hours a month. That's oh like kind of my my target goal is about 160 uh, per month. But uh, yeah, right now I do still a lot of Pokemon content and specifically I've been honing in on Pokemon speedrunning. So yeah, dude. trying to, to trying to beat the game really fast. Uh, <laughs> lots of different games, beating them really fast. And that's my main focus right now. Uh, I've built up a presence over the last uh, eight years or so doing all sorts of different Pokemon content, doing different challenge runs and uh, different collaborations and... Uh, YouTube is where I really started and grew my base off of, and uh, Twitch is more recently what I've uh, put more focus into, and it's a lot of fun. I, I really love what I do. Yeah, dude, your streams are always hilarious, too. Like, I tuned in um, kind of to check in on you and do a little research for the show um, a couple days ago, and the first thing I click into on your Twitch stream is, oh you, boy, sp here we go. <laughs> is you spilling a smoothie on your mouse pad. Uh. So I click open the stream, and it's just him waving his mouse pad, no context, and I was like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> that was a bad morning. I, I had the mouse pad, and I was trying to dry it. I hung it outside, like, I have, like, a balcony outside, yeah. since I'm on the second floor of, like, an apartment, and the mouse pad flew off of the balcony <laughs> from the wind. So then it fell on top of a tree. I had to, while my stream was live, I had to run around the back of my apartment, <laughs> go to the top of the tree, and it was, like, it was this whole experience. Uh, it was just one of those, you know, one of those bad mornings, you know, and it's just like today is not going to be a good day, but we're going to try. <laughs> we like to call that high quality content. At least that's yes, what I call it. it. <laughs> I think my chat was actually enjoying uh, what was happening. I wasn't, but I'm glad <laughs> they were at least. It was, it was, it was good. It's all at your expense, man. I, I know I loved it. I, I had no idea what you were doing when I clicked open that stream. I was like, why? Like, are you airing a fart <laughs> I think around a lot the room? people like, didn't know. What is going on, bro? Yeah. Um, but funny enough, like right, right when we were kind of like catching up right before we started recording this, I spilled a drink on my mouse pad. I'm not shitting you. <laughs> Dude, that, that's just, what, what did you spill? What was the drink? Um, it was my Canada dry zero sugar ginger ale. Okay. Zero sugar. I mean, that's probably better than what I spilled was almost pure sugar. It was and do you know dairy. naked. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know naked? Yeah. yeah. I, I, it was like the naked smoothie drink. So of course that's so sticky and filled yeah. with juice and uh, it's great. I love it. I love getting naked. I just I do. I love getting Who naked. What can love I say? Naked? Sue me, right? Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I was getting naked on stream and then I spilled the naked mm -hmm. and then it uh, it got everywhere. So uh, either way, I don't know how we got to this, but cheers to that. Yeah, cheers, dude. Um, for those of you that don't know. Josh does fully nude streams. Um, he gets naked and then drinks naked juice. So tune in to the fourth gen gamer on twitch.tv for high quality content. And I can't even corroborate uh, if that is like true or not. So you have to go follow me on Twitch so you know if it's real or not. Big facts, big facts. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, yeah, you said you started out more on YouTube and you kind of moved towards Twitch. You were doing a little bit of Twitch back when I knew you too. Um, I know Elliot was very heavy on Twitch at that time, but um, you've more recently moved on to doing um, a lot more Twitch. So uh, I know that the the 
climate for content as far as like Pokemon goes has kind of shifted since I was a part of it, maybe like five, four or five years ago. Um, kind of talk about what what the shift in content has been like. Uh, what what's YouTube like now versus how it was five years ago and Twitch and kind of why that played into your decision to be more of a streamer recently. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely changed a lot, and essentially what we've seen in the last five years in the gaming world is the death of the let's play let's plays are dead and for those of you guys that don't know what a let's play is it's simply a video series of someone playing a game it's like oh let's play let's play a game together mm -hmm. and essentially let's say in the early 2010s that's what a lot of these series were they were just let's plays let's play pokemon red let's play pokemon heart gold that was my first and one. they yeah, and they blew up. They were just doing really well. So then you had uh, so many people just uh, rushing into this space and that evolved in the Pokemon community into all these different challenges where you had people doing randomizers mm -hmm. where like the entire gameplay was kind of tilted on its head and uh, Nuzlocks, which were a kind of way to play the game with a challenge, like an additional yep. set of rules to restrict you. And... Uh, th these things still exist in this uh, in this, you know, in 2021 for sure. But essentially what has happened in the last five years is these kinds of series just do much less well, like the odds of that kind of a project just to do well are, are a lot lower. Yeah. And that is sort of part of a bigger picture of just short form content being much more popular. That's why TikTok is blowing up man, like crazy. Man. And, uh, you know, that has definitely been seen in the Pokemon community where these one off kind of videos are doing especially well. What happens if you beat Pokemon Red with a level zero Pokemon? <laughs> I don't even know yeah. that video exists, but uh, these kinds of very clickable videos that uh, don't need any prior experience or knowledge uh, are really, really the the focus right now in the Pokemon community. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to episode 17 of my playthrough, <laughs> where if you see episode 17, you probably think, oh, well, if I haven't seen the last 16 episodes, why would I want to watch the 17th? Yeah. So uh, that's probably the biggest change that we've seen is this shift in the style of content that uh, really allows you to succeed as a creator. And I think that goes bigger than Pokemon because that's just a larger issue, yeah. a larger shift in content. Yeah, um, I know that like when I started, the kind of creators that I was into and the kind of videos I made, like they all did Let's Plays. I was doing Let's Plays. I didn't even want to mess with anything other than Let's Plays because I had fun making Let's Plays. Um, I, I To me, like a top 10 was kind of work. And, um, you know, I like, what you're saying about attention span, that's absolutely true. And I think it's also possible that the market is just kind of oh, like oversaturated and kind of it's been done before. It's been played out kind of, um, you know, randomizer nuz nuzlocks like those are a blast to make. But every Pokemon YouTuber ever has made 20 different randomizer nuzlocks and you know, each one's unique, but it's the same idea. Um, it kind of maybe potentially gets a little old. And with anything, like you're saying, TikTok is is blowing up and um, those challenge videos. Like I know there's there's a YouTuber named like um, 
Hikaspri or Pikaspri or something that does um, Pokemon challenges, uh, like what you mentioned. And I really, I don't know, I've seen a lot of creators that I used to watch either shift what they're doing or fall off from Pokemon or it's, it's kind of sad, but um, you have to pay attention and evolve with, uh, you know, the climate. And I, I kind of see why what you're saying has to do with why you're maybe moving to Twitch a little more, but still staying on YouTube. Yeah, for me, this was sort of a gradual shift over time. Uh, essentially, for me, Twitch is just a lot more fun and it is just as viable for me right now uh, as like a full time gig, you know, like a full time job right now. Being interactive uh, is pretty cool. Being interactive is really cool. And the thing is with YouTube to be successful on YouTube right now, and this goes for any kind of content, but just especially on YouTube, how you present what you created is the number one most important aspect of your content. And unfortunately, that means that it doesn't matter as much what content you make. Thumbnails, you can, dude. <clears throat> in, yeah, in other words, if you could spend six months on the best production Ever. You could spend three years on like a super crazy production with uh, like script writing and this and that and this and that, you know, hire artists, musicians, whatever. But if you don't spend, you know, six months working on a thumbnail, that's exaggeration. But uh, yeah. what really matters is, is your video clickable? Mm -hmm. Is your video, is your title clickable? Is it uh, in, in a good way? Is it clickbait? And clickbait is usually used in a bad way, but uh, like in an actual, is it, does it bait people to want to click your video? Like in a good way, you want people to, yeah. you want, if you see a thumbnail, you want people to click on it and watch your video, you know? Um, so when that became more of the focus, YouTube became less of a passion for me because for me, uh, like I, I got, I got good with making thumbnails, but yeah. That was never like the fun of it for me. I don't sit down and I'm like, all right, I'm excited to make a thumbnail. Uh, I almost get like nervous making a thumbnail now because it's like, oh, mm -hmm. do I make it this color or this angle or whatever? So much pressure uh, on it. It, it is because that's what, you know, that's what the whole video is riding on. And for me, the fun of it is making the video. The fun of it is organizing people and bringing people together for really cool production. And that's still possible for those things to coexist. Uh, but it's just, uh, it's a certain kind of pressure that just hasn't jived with me uh, at the current moment to yeah. be like all in on YouTube. Whereas Twitch, uh, I, I, I really thrive in that environment of live entertainment. Mm -hmm. And uh, you get much more of a sense of community when you're on Twitch, which means a lot to me. And I really like that. Yeah, it feels like... Um... It feels like almost like a family. Um, I know that like whenever I click into you or Elliot's streams, for example, uh, it doesn't matter how long it's been since we talked. You know, it's like, yo, what up, ducks? How you been, man? You know, uh, it's just it's just a, a sense of family. And I think a lot of people can possibly be lacking that in their own life. And so it feels good to have, you know, kind of that friendship, even if it's, you know, maybe not for everybody, like a true friendship. It's just, you know, a familiar face and someone who's there for you that you can kind of talk to and hopefully your stream will cheer them up. And 
I'm telling you guys, this guy is crazy talented at live streaming. He literally does speed runs while talking to his chat while ordering a hairdryer on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. That's a skill that I've definitely acquired. Uh, and you're right, though. I mean, that's the big difference between YouTube and Twitch is that YouTube is a lean back experience. That's like when you're sitting on the couch watching Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever. You're sitting back, maybe with a friend and like someone's on the TV or computer screen or phone telling you something and you're consuming that content. Whereas on Twitch, that's a lean in experience. Like yeah. you're part of something bigger on Twitch. You have, you know, like live charity marathons that are raising money real time or uh, you're completing a speed run with like a goal that you're trying to achieve. Like you're part of something bigger. And I think that's really special about not even just Twitch specifically, but just any kind of a live stream experience that is so unique to that kind of a medium that you just won't get on a YouTube video, which also has its own perks because YouTube videos have all sorts of post-production uh, possibilities, which you don't get on a live stream because you can't sure. edit a live stream because it's happening as it's happening. Yeah, uh, You could do effects, but you can't do post-production. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, at the end of the day, like th that makes that makes live content really special and that opens up so many possibilities. Well, sure. And with live content like that, you still do a pretty good job with production because I know you have nice looking layouts. Um, you know, you've got your like custom um, custom emotes and stuff like that that people can use like in chat. And uh, you kind of put your own branding on it, even though there's no post production and you make it custom and unique to you, which feels good. And then there's always the potential of cutting that live stream up into, you know, consumable layback content on YouTube, for example. So, you know, you could do stream highlights, things like that. So I think it's kind of like what the, like what podcasting, what the way I see podcasting anyway, is just, it's a long form piece of content. That's, um, you know, maybe it's just interactive between me and you, but uh, it's, it provides a value and I can always chop up like little bits of the podcast. Like I see other podcasters, Joe Rogan, H3, anyone out there, like they're usually cutting up podcast highlights for YouTube. So you kind of get double value out of doing something a little more long form like that, like a stream would be or a podcast. I I've had, I've had streams recently where I'll have my editor cut them into a YouTube video and make a TikTok out of them. So I get a Twitch stream, a YouTube video, and a TikTok out of them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, it, that's really efficient for getting the most out of your time and the most out of your content. Sure. And I like that you mentioned um, branching out to TikTok. Uh, that's something that I have been hesitant to start doing uh, just because I know uh, it's unknown to me and it's a little bit uncomfortable to venture into that, but it's also one of the biggest markets right now as far as discovering new people. There's a virality factor on TikTok that you get. The vacuum on TikTok is insane. It's, it's insane. It is insane. I don't really use TikTok. I don't really like TikTok, but there are people mm -hmm. that like TikTok and those people can find out who I am through TikTok. So yep. as long as those are good people, that's fine. <laughs> yep. I've had multiple friends who have had videos on TikTok that, I don't know, amass like half a million views. Um, one of my, one of my friends was like a little uncomfortable with it. He's not really like, he doesn't really want to be in the public eye all that much. He was kind of just goofing around and then it accidentally went viral and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah guys, I deleted my TikTok account. <laughs> I was like, whoa, dude. 
how do you how'd you do that <laughs> so yeah I, I could never it's an opportunity yeah for sure for anyone out there that is a creator of some sort uh definitely figure out ways that you can kind of spread yourself across platforms because you're just exposing yourself to that many more people and in josh's case as a nude streamer he's exposing himself to everyone so <laughs> Okay. Yes. Okay. Right, Maximum let's, exposure. Let's keep the clothes on. <laughs> All right. But uh, if I strip down completely naked, you can just put like a pixelated filter on me, right? Just, yeah. Just like a, like a big like pan blob on the screen. I wasn't really wanting to mess with my editing all that much, but I mean, I guess. All right, next time, next time. <laughs> yeah, ne next season. So, dude, um, like I mentioned towards the beginning of the podcast when I was kind of gassing you up a little bit, um, you've been online for like eight plus years you may have been online as something else before the fortune gamer i don't even know but what i kind of want to know is um how did the fortune gamer start what's your origin story um tell me about like making your first videos who were your inspirations like what were your goals tell me a little bit about that yeah so january 13th i think january 13th 2013 i started a youtube channel called juniper gaming okay. that was my first channel i made it with some of my childhood friends and we kind of just made gaming videos together and eh, eight months later we just kind of how old were you then oh boy i was i was in ninth grade Man. of high school yeah i was baby i was baby yeah it was the middle january it was the middle of ninth grade for me and yeah Within like eight months, we kind of just called it, you know, and it ended up being like a lot of my like work, a lot of it. And we mm -hmm. kind of just ended up going our own ways in terms of the YouTube channel. Okay. And that's when I wanted to do the fourth gen gamer because I liked the fourth generation of Pokemon games. So yeah. why not the fourth gen gamer? You know, hey. Uh, so yeah, that started August 2013. And that was at the beginning of my sophomore year of high school. And I just liked Pokemon. I, you know, before I made the channel, I I didn't, like, I was out of Pokemon. I fell out, you know, before that. Like, I didn't play Pokemon for years. But at the end of my first channel, Juniper Gaming, I did a Pokemon live stream for the first time playing Pokemon in, like, years. And I was like, wow, this is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been missing out. So, yeah, I wanted to make a channel. And my main inspirations, uh... My main inspiration that's still around right now is uh, Hoodlum Callum. Dude. Th those of you guys that may know him, he does Pokemon content. And uh, it's actually really cool. I got to do a stream with him um, like a month and a half ago, which was really cool because he was my main... He was like my main inspiration. I just... I don't know. I just watched his videos and they were just chilling. Man. It was just really as simple as this seems fun. And I got enjoyment out of watching Hoodlum Callum and other gaming videos. Like, I want to make other people happy, too. And it's video games. I want to make videos of, of me playing video games. So, um, yeah. And it really just evolved. The channel really grew with me. Because within the lifespan of my channel, I had my almost entire high school career, graduated high school, my entire college career, graduated from college, <laughs> moved out now. Like that's, uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. So yeah, yeah. it's, it kind of, uh, has transcended a lot for me, which is really cool. Yeah. That's just, it's, it's wild that you can take such a niche 
topic like that and really run with it. And you're literally doing this full time for a living now. And like, that's really commendable. And that should be kind of a wake up call to anyone listening to this that has a passion that they feel like is too odd or unique or weird or not marketable. Just follow God, I'm gonna sound like a such a fucking cheese ball, but just follow. Let me see. Wait, let me. Yeah. Oh, can I say it? Yeah, yeah. Follow your dreams. Woo! Is that what you're gonna say? Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> follow your dreams. Follow your passion. They call him Dylan Dream Dust. That's me. Except for I'm not as like popular and rich as like Dream the Minecraft YouTuber. But <laughs> yeah, you get you get the point. Um, but dude, I like I can't believe that you really did see it through and you've kind of made it for yourself and. I too watched um, Hoodlum Callum, who at the time was known as Hoodlum Scrafty. Um, yep. And he he changed his name and his branding, but he was always one of my favorites too because he just did not give a shit. He was like, he does, no, he did, he still doesn't. He, he still doesn't does. give a fuck, dude. I mean, <laughs> like I say that in the most loving possible way. I hope to have him on the show someday. Um, I want to get more Pokemon YouTubers and people that uh, with stuff that I'm into on the show. But um, like he's he's got all these tattoos now. Uh, like he's just doing his thing. He's, he's never given a shit what anyone thought he, um, in a very kind of family friendly space, like Pokemon YouTube, he was always just cussing and making dirty jokes. And I think that was part of what the draw for me to his channel was. So, um, good choice on your part, <laughs> I would say, um, for, I like, I like to think so. Callum's great. Seems like a pretty cool dude. Like I said, hope to talk to him one day. Um, but for me, like it was kind of the same sort of thing when I started my Pokemon channel is I, I remember I was living in St. Louis at the time and I was in GameStop one day just randomly in the mall and I had no intentions. Like I just had a like a thousand bucks in my pocket and didn't know what to do and didn't, you know, I just happened in the store and I was like, oh, two DSs are only $79.99. So I got a Nintendo 2DS. And Those are great. They, the the doorstop DSs. Yeah. 80 bucks. I mean, come on now. It got the job done. And I picked up, it was like a black and blue 2DS. And I got, gosh, was it Pokemon X? Which which was first, Pokemon X or um, Omega Ruby? X was first. Yeah. So it was. It came out in 2013. It was Pokemon X. I saw that Pokemon X had just released. Um, so I picked it up. I picked up a 2DS and I kind of fell back in love with the series because I played as a kid and I, you know, I went through that whole phase of like, oh, it's not cool anymore. That's baby stuff. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then I played it and I'm like, I'm literally going to start a YouTube channel about this because I was watching um, my favorites at the time, like aside from Callum. Um, what's his name? Um, is it Oss Knight? Uh, or he's the Dragonite guy that does like sweeps with random Pokemon. He's Australian. Was it, was it Pimp Knight? Pimp Knight. Yes. I don't know why I said Oss Knight, but I started watching Pimp Knight, Callum, Shady Penguin, um, people like that. And so I, I just kind of was like, whoa, these guys are really doing this. And I, I came across your channel, you know, months down the road too and started following you and, you know, Elliot and... Man, I just saw all these people doing it, and I wanted to do it, kind of like you said. But X is a great game to come back to, by the way. I just wanted to say that. Blew my mind. If man. anyone watching, if you haven't played Pokemon in a while, Pokemon X is a great way to jump back in. Blew my mind, and that's got to be cheap right now. Like, you could probably pick up a 2DS for, like, 
20 to 30 dollars i'm not kidding and probably x would be like another 20 dollars. so like for under 50 dollars, i think you could pick this game up and play it so there uh yeah 3ds is not in production anymore so hopefully uh yeah. ebay has some cheap stuff maybe <laughs> yeah dude um for for a while i did um resale as like a full-time living for like three months and i just literally sold stuff i found at thrift stores garage sales things like that and video games are a big part of it and like i remember i picked up a 2ds and pretty much the most i could get out of it was like 25 30 dollars <laughs> so i can vouch they're cheap right now but 3ds yeah those might be a little more because of the, those are the ones that people actually want right I'm just having a field trip. Those are some good days, man. I uh, I remember a time in my life, th this is another part of the story is, when I started my Pokemon channel was kind of at my lowest point in my life. Um, I'd gone through a breakup. I had my band I was in broke up and I had to have emergency knee surgery. So I had to move back home to Kansas and live with like my sister and brother-in-law in their house. And just, I was, I couldn't walk for like a whole month and I had the DS, I had been watching Pokemon YouTube, and so I started my channel when I was bedridden after my life fell apart, and um, it kind of gave me this fun sense of purpose, and shortly after I started, um, you know, I, I became friends with you and the rest of the people in the, in the Discord calls that we used to have, like, you guys were the only friends I had at that time, and so man just some memories like y'all were really there for me in a, in a time of my life when i needed it so uh the friendship's always there brother <laughs> the same goes man the same goes and honestly i think that that goes to something bigger like i feel like with content and whether it's twitch or youtube or whatever uh it allows you to really build relationships with people in a way that uh that you wouldn't be able to normally with people that are not right next to you and uh, you know 2020 showed us all that even more yeah. when we were you know further apart than we would want to be and uh you know I, I i've gotten a lot of messages in the past about you know from people that were stuck in their bed or like like very similar situations and like how much you know like my videos or streams may have helped them and the same has gone with me for other youtubers and other people when I was not feeling great, I will just sit and watch a Twitch stream sometimes. And it, it, it literally, it, it can be soothing. You know, yeah. if you're feeling not great, you know, it's it's an art form, whether you're watching, or you're listening to a really soothing song or, uh, you know, someone on Twitch or you're watching a Netflix show, like it has an ability to heal and an ability to, uh, has an ability to, it feels a gap in your life, you. yeah, and a distraction. Exactly, and I think that's really special. And Twitch and YouTube, I think, have a special place since there's that extra sort of human aspect. Since uh, you know, especially on Twitch, there's someone like literally right across mm -hmm. from you that's that's there digitally. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty wild that just thinking about like technology like i'm gonna sound like a total boomer but the fact that you can connect instantly like that and you know for me i like one thing that i get out of it aside from all that is um i i work on all the time trying not to have like such an outsider complex or anything but it feels good to connect with like-minded people and you know 
like I mentioned before, you know, Pokemon content is pretty niche and just being able to be a part of a community of people, like whether it's in a Twitch chat, comment section, you know, whatever it may be, Discord server, you're connecting with people who have similar interests to you and it makes you feel um, kind of noticed and like you have people who are, are just like you when you kind of feel alone at times in life, you know? We all need it. Absolutely, dude. It's just part of human nature. <laughs> um, how about this? This is kind of a question. Um, it's a little bit of a statement and a question because we addressed it earlier, but the fact that you can take such a niche topic nowadays and really run with it and really do something with it. Um, do you think that's a strength for you or do you find it to be a hindrance at times? Because... I mean, it's obviously worked. Um, what are your thoughts on all that? Just trying to succeed with, you know, a niche kind of content. Yeah, so I think it's definitely it's definitely a strength for me. What I'm doing is definitely niche, but it's like there's a big audience for Pokemon still. And it's the world's largest media franchise, if anyone didn't know that. It is quite large, so it's niche in some ways, but in other ways, it uh, it's big enough where I can play my strengths to it, and there's still a large enough audience. And that's not to say that you can't do something that's even more of a niche. I know po people that do a niche of the niche, like <laughs> do a specific part of the Pokemon games, like uh, like the side series of Pokemon games, yep. and uh, they still dungeon have a lot of success that. with that. Exactly, Mystery Dungeon, and yeah, I think as long as uh, when it comes to content, you know, people are going to find you however they find you, but uh, it's about how they stay there. So someone may not love Pokemon, but they might like Pokemon and they if they just find you once and you really make an impact on them, then they'll come back. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very true. And I think that that's the whole root of it is um, just the the topic the niche is kind of what draws people to it but they'll stick around for you so if you're doing your thing like for your live streams for example pokemon is the medium over which you and your audience connect so it doesn't mean that everything you talk about has to be about pokemon and everything you do has to be about pokemon your live stream for example can just be you playing like say a speed run of a game and in the chat you're like so this happened to me today, and then you're talking about something that happened to you at the grocery store and the music you like and all this other stuff, and you're not even talking about Pokemon hardly at all. You're playing it, and that's what people are there to watch, but you can still connect with your audience in other ways. So in a way, you're boxed in, but it's not as boxed in as people think. Exactly. It's it's only as Pokemon as you make it, and then you could just substitute the word Pokemon for whatever you're doing. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and I think that the option is always there too. Um, for example, I brought up Shady Penguin earlier. He shifted years ago from being a purely Pokemon content creator to um, he started doing Yu-Gi-Oh and like like other games, kind of like Kingdom Hearts or something. I don't know. He started playing other games, but he kind of moved away from Pokemon a little bit. But if anything, his channel grew um because people stick around for him. Like, that's why I stick around for him is... Just, Shady's a king. Dude, he is a king. Shady's great. He, he's like... He's always been top tier to me in my eyes. So he, he's just like one of those dudes who's just magnetic. And 
no matter what he does, he's going to have an audience. And I don't want that to hold anyone back who's listening to this, like I mentioned earlier, who thinks that their hobby or whatever they want to create for is, you know, too closed in. It's something that I've kind of experienced in the past too. Um, I was talking with Josh before the stream started because we were kind of catching up and um, I've been trying to create things online and I say things just because it's like I've tried <laughs> lots of things and um, I've always just been scared of being boxed in, but it's more about just you getting online and making something and the rest of it falls into place. Like don't get caught up on that. There, there's so much more that you can do with it than you think. So you are what you make of it. You are what you make of your situation. Absolutely. Yep. And you're never as boxed in or closed in and there's never a dead end. So just make something. Just if you want to make something, do it. Don't worry if it's going to be good or bad. Don't worry about the future. Just have fun. And what what's the what's the phrase, Josh? Follow your dreams. Woo! You heard the man. <laughs> I was gonna stay say savage, uh, but we could also stay savage at drop my mic. Anyway, continue. Oh my god, I thought that sounded like you spilled your water <laughs> or your ginger ale again. Oh we good, we good. I was gonna be like, oh no. <laughs> oh god. Dude, I, that would be too much. But uh stay savage would work too, but you know. Yes. Follow follow your dreams is also in there. So I, I like that one. Did you have lofty goals when you first started? Did you did you go into creating Pokemon content with? I got I got. I got oh! Wait, is, is this reversed? <laughs> no, I can see it just fine. Um, for those of you Stay listening savage. on audio, <laughs> Josh is wearing one of his uh, cutthroat Pokemon jerseys. Uh, one of his series on his YouTube <laughs> channel, and on the sleeve it says "Stay Savage." Sorry, uh, I so rudely interrupted. What was your question, dude? No, you had to show that off. You got to flex the merch, man. <laughs> <laughs> but the question was, when you first started making Pokemon content, did you have goals or visions or did you just like start just to start? Like when, what was your evolution of your goals by making Pokemon content? That's a great question. So yeah, when I was just starting out, I just wanted to just keep on pumping out videos. That was just my thing. Just almost every single day was a new video. Boom, 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 boom. I'm talking during like the 2013, 2014, 2015 days. And over time, I started to get a little bit more of an ambition, like, hmm, maybe someday this could be something that I could do as a job for some amount of time. Not that it was anywhere close to that, but it was kind of just, I just wanted to work hard. Uh, I I like to think that I'm a very hard worker and I you work are. <laughs> a lot of hours, uh, but I knew that like, I could achieve anything that I wanted if I just worked really hard. It might just take a long time, depending on the thing, but I could get it if I just worked my butt off. <laughs> and, you know, that's what I did. And eventually I got to a point where my goals were, they turned into more actionable, like, ideas. Ideas of, I want to do this project and I want to hire this person to do this and build momentum from there. Eventually, and I stopped doing this for 2020, but 2017, 2018, 2019, I did yearly quarterly goals where I actually had a Google spreadsheet of things that I wanted that year. And I would literally check back every quarter, like a quarterly report. That's cool. <laughs> like almost like a company that is checking how they're doing. Um, I made one for 2020, but you know, insert 
2020 was a mm -hmm. weird year. So, you know, I didn't reach my goal of I'm going to travel five times this year, you know? Yeah. Uh, but either way, I think that uh, some of my goals that I set for myself were good. Some were bad. You should only set goals for yourself that you are in control of. You shouldn't say, I want 1,000 subscribers by November. You should say, I want to work this many hours, or I want to work with this many new people, or I want whatever, something that you can actually do. You can't control how many people are going to subscribe to you. However, you can control, uh, I'm going to write five scripts this year, you know? Yep. And yep. Uh, I've not been amazing with setting goals in the last few, uh, in the last year, but that's only because uh, I've been in sort of a shift of content. So mm -hmm. everything's just kind of been experimental and it's been fun. Experimenting is fun. Yeah, cool, dude. And that's part of it too is, you know, there's not always going to be a hard set in stone, concrete path to follow. Sometimes there is that exploration and, and you know, treading into new waters that you, you aren't sure how it's going to go. So it's kind of a blend of those two things. And I really like what you said about doing things and setting goals that are actionable that you control and not anything that relies on anyone else or anything outside of your control because you're not going to be able to affect affect that directly you know you can work your ass off and you'll gain possibly only 50 subscribers over the course of a year you know you could have said like i want to gain a thousand more subscribers in x amount of time but you can't control that but what you can control is your work ethic your projects that you're planning and staying on top of things with documents like you're saying i think that's also a really good idea so those people out there listening, Josh coming at you with that good info. And this is a man who's successful doing it, so he knows. So, whoop, I pulled my earphone out. Hold on. <laughs> okay, we're back. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's something that I think I'm going to take into account with this show. And this show is actually one of the first shows or pieces of content that I've done where I actually do planning. I never would plan anything with Pokemon or any of like, I tried to do fitness vlogs for like a, a short amount of time and I would never plan anything, script anything. But this, like I'm writing show docs for every show. I'm sending them to people. I'm planning my guests in advance. I have goals written down. I have guests who I want to reach out to. And I think that's all very, very important. So don't be lazy people, write your stuff down. Um, how do you keep the content priority in an otherwise busy life? Because for me, especially like, I think you've been there too, um, with like school, I would always make excuses about, okay, I worked my butt off at work today. I'm too tired. I can't do this or like, I'll do it later. How do you keep making content a priority in the life, in your life? Do you like visualize it? Like what, what's your strategy there? Time management and compromise. Those are the two biggest things. Fortunately, at this point now, since I'm not in school and I'm not working, I, I'm able to fully dedicate all my time really to what I do besides having a social life. And that is amazing. But for a long time, I was in school and I was doing a lot of things and, uh, you're going to need to make compromises. Like, that's just how it is. You know, excuses are not going to get you anywhere. And sometimes you just have to do something that uh, may involve some kind of a compromise, whether it's 
staying up an extra few hours or whatever the case may be. And it's not healthy in a lot of situations, but uh, they say that self-employed people are the people that work the most hours. Mm -hmm. And that's just sort of part of that grind life, which uh, in a lot of ways can be unhealthy. Uh, but at the same time, uh, when, when you're an entrepreneur or you're uh, a content creator in this kind of a position where you are the, the CEO, you're the person that's writing the tweets, making the videos, making the thumbnails, you're going to be doing a lot of work. Being a YouTuber is a lot of work. Anyone that has done it, you know, it's a lot of work. Yep. And there was at one point, probably the busiest point in my life was late 2019. I was taking college classes and that was towards the end of my degree. So those were like 300 level classes while directing a 20 person charity marathon in person, like creating segments, booking flights for people, organizing hotel rooms while leading a Twitch team while maintaining a long distance relationship while streaming regularly and putting out YouTube videos. Uh, obviously, I was very overwhelmed at the time, and yeah. uh, that was a challenge. That was a big challenge. <laughs> Make no mistake about it. Uh, but the only way that I got through that uh, in one piece, aka I actually finished everything and aced my classes and put together the marathon and still streamed regularly, was time management. Time management. And I'm talking like precise time management. And uh, that's going to vary from person to person. Uh, I used to really enjoy Google Calendar, but that just kind of fell out of my preference. That's a great way to do it though. Using uh, an app on your phone is great. Uh, lately, I've become a fan of the Notepad. Classic. I, the Like sometimes the night before, I'll be so like stressed about how much stuff I have to do. It doesn't really happen now, but like back then I would be so stressed. I would literally... I would write down like, okay, tomorrow I need to do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, or I'm screwed. Uh, like I said, this is back at the absolute busiest point for me, but uh, you're gonna need to organize yourself or else you're gonna end up digging yourself into an even deeper hole. And uh, it does come with compromise, you know? Yeah. There, there are gonna be times where you might lose some sleep and you might, uh, you might, you might have to spend less time with uh, either your family or friends or whatever, but uh, you just need to do it in moderation. You can't you can't completely drive yourself to the ground, but uh, you will need to make some compromise at some time, at some point. And it is true that that is not uh, that is not the healthiest. But any YouTuber or Twitch streamer that is uh, that has been in that position will understand exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, and. Uh, it's, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. Dude, and honestly, it's it's one of those things that's scary when you're sitting there thinking about it. Like, oh, man, like I'm going to have to miss out on, on this and that and sleep and friends and certain things. But whenever you follow through and do it, it feels so good and so rewarding. It really does. And that's something that you have to just experience for yourself. Um, there's no way to sh and and with that being said it's not for everyone this is not no. the blueprint to life uh when it comes to that that's pretty much anything that's entrepreneurial or uh yeah just <laughs> anything entrepreneurial entrepreneurial in nature and content creation is just one of those things yeah i know on uh 
on Shark Tank, I forget which shark said it, but they pretty much gave a very similar spiel like, these are the people that are going to work the hardest and it's not the lifestyle for everyone. Nope. <laughs> uh, the only way it is, is if you just happen to get really lucky and you just, the first video or the first couple videos that you put out just absolutely blow up and then you can get just kind of cruise, but that is very, very, very far, few and far in between. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, very true. And um, yeah, like, it's, it's just one of those things, like you said, not for everybody. And also just because one form of content isn't for you, don't be afraid to experiment a little bit and try something different because that's something that I went through. Um, like I mentioned previously in the episode, I've done Pokemon YouTube, I've done music, I've tried to do fitness vlogs. Um, this podcast is a new thing for me. And um, I feel like I feel really good about the podcast. I got to say that um, I'm just podcasts are fun. They are. Yeah. And they're they're pretty chill. I mean, it's still work for sure. I still have to edit like graphics for social media and the thumbnail and I'll have to potentially chop up the the episode a little bit, you know, peak the volume, you know, all that stuff. So it's still work, but it's it's kind of manageable and it's it's what suits me, this form of content. It's it's where I can be kind of goofy, but also talk about something that I have a passion for, which is self-improvement. And I get to talk to all these cool creatives along the way. So um, don't be afraid to stray away and uh, to, to change things up if it's not working for you. So um, real quick, this is something that I, I have not done yet. So I should talk about the sponsors for the podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's what I used to distribute this podcast. They put it out on all major platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, all, all, the, all of them. Just every single one of them. It'll put them on there for you. It's free. They have tools to edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Whatever works for you. Whatever's most convenient that day. It's really just everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm to get started today. We're also sponsored by Left Out Apparel. I'm not wearing any today, but I have been the few, last few episodes. Go check them out. It's my good friend's clothing line based out of Edwardsville, Illinois. They're alternative designs with positive vibes, kind of tattoo, music inspired. The only way for you to see how cool it is to check it out yourself at leftoutapparel.com, spelled L-F-T-O-U-T apparel.com they got a new drop coming next month you can get free shipping on orders over 75 dollars use the code i am left out that's i-a-m-l-f-t-o-u-t for 10 percent off your first order from leftoutapparel.com that's code i-a-m-l-f-t-o-u-t for 10 percent off your first order from leftoutapparel.com I think I think it's just time for some some more serious questions. We're kind of we're kind of getting towards the end here. This is where I like to ask the really serious questions. Sound good? Of course, I'm ready for uh, some very serious questions here. Okay, we're about to get cereal, super super cereal. Does pineapple belong on pizza, Chef Josh? Like the answer to many content creation related questions. It depends. <laughs> I know I have to hit you with that. I have to hit you with that. Uh, if it's with ham and it's like finely diced and uh, it's cooked really well, uh, I would say yes. Yes. But if you're just putting big hunks of pineapple and nothing to balance that sweet, uh, like sweet and salty kind of situation, then um, no, that's bad. 
That's a sin. That is a sin. And for those of you that don't know, uh, Josh does little little tidbits of Chef Josh every once in a while. You do you do cooking live streams sometimes, right? Yeah, I've done a couple. I've done a couple. Yeah, so this man like really knows how to cook. I saw him making some smash. Burgers. I'm working on it. I'm working <laughs> on it. But I now know how to make smash burgers, and they were really good. I was gonna say those smash burgers looked ridiculous, dude. They were awesome. They were really good. That's what's up, man. All right, how about this one? Um, as far as toilet paper goes, over or under? Over. Who do you think I am, dude? I agree. I say over too, but Johnny. Yeah. My last guest, Johnny from Left Out, he said he's an. No, nah, don't have, don't have him back on. No, don't trust him. <laughs> don't trust him. Just block him, ban him. You he, don't need him. He's already blocked, dude. Don't worry about it. I'm gonna give his discount code, but that's all I'm gonna do for him. Sure. Right. Right. <laughs> of course. Um, okay. How about this? In a world where Pokemon doesn't exist, what kind of YouTube channel or Twitch channel would you have? Sports, baseball. I love baseball, dude. That's what's up. Um, baseball based. Love baseball. Yankees or Mets? Yankees. Yankees. Okay. Is uh, Sorry. is Elliot a Mets guy? He's a Mets guy. Oh, dude, you guys are roommates. <laughs> yeah, we're roommates. How does that work? I don't know. How we, we, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. We didn't haven't gotten to like a fist fight yet. Oh my god. Cool, dude. That's that's kind of one thing I didn't really know about you. Um, love baseball. Yeah. Cool. Um. So, like I said, I watched your last live stream. You spilled the smoothie on the mouse pad. Um, yeah. You, <laughs> you, you went and ordered a hairdryer off Amazon while you were doing a speed run skills, first of all. Um, but that kind of got me thinking, what is your weirdest Amazon purchase? Is that it or is it something else? My weirdest Amazon purchase. Ooh. Okay. So that's a tough one. Um, I can think of one recently that I made. I bought uh, a chicken hat and a rubber mallet. Like, uh, not like an actual rubber mallet, but like a toy rubber hammer. Okay. <laughs> is that, does that qualify as weird? I would say that's pretty weird. Are you gonna use that for like a video or something? Uh, yeah, I was gonna do uh, a speed run with Torchic, which is a, you know, a chicken Pokemon. Oh, so I was gonna wear a chicken hat. People underestimate props. Props are a great <laughs> thing to leverage. I also bought a rubber chicken. <laughs> You, you can't say that this man is not dedicated to his craft. The only thing that I don't know about is, I don't know how I feel about how phallic that chicken is on the hat. Yeah, it's, uh... it's a little erect. <laughs> it's it's a little excited. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's good though. I think it's the right amount. Y'all really need to watch the YouTube version of this podcast if you're listening audio only. Really, you should come back. Oh yeah. Come back and at least check. <laughs> you guys are missing out. out. Oh my god. On the uh, at least on the chicken hat. Yeah. You're not missing anything else. Don't worry. High quality content, like I said. Okay, so we're kind of in the same realm here. What is your most embarrassing live stream moment? Was it the smoothie or was it something else? It's probably the smoothie. That's actually probably the most embarrassing really? thing. I mean, like, I don't think anything, I don't think anything worse has happened. I'm not going to lie. Okay. You've never said anything you regretted or done anything or like. I mean, I've been making content for a long time, but that's probably, that's probably the, okay. the worst thing in recent memory. Filling <laughs> smoothie on the mouse pad. All right. Fair enough. Next question is kind of a weird one, but I think it's fun. <laughs> okay. We're talking about sure. Pokemon. 
Can't be that. Can't be that weird. It's Pokemon related. <laughs> You're looking at the question now too. Uh, we're talking about Pokemon. Um, as we know, with any kind of franchise, uh, Rule Thirty Four exists. Um, you know, fan art, things like this. Uh, there are Pokemon that are overly sexualized. Um, some weirdos out there in the world. Um, so let's play into a little bit. <laughs> All right. Oh dear God. <laughs> so fuck, Mary, kill Pokemon. Oh. Pokemon edition. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! You <laughs> had to do it. Oh no! Okay. I have a video idea. That's not good. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> All right. So fuck, Mary, kill Pokemon edition. Gardevoir, Lopunny, and Ditto. Are you okay? Oh, okay. I am. Oh, that's actually really easy. I'm going to marry Ditto because Ditto can be whoever I want it to be. Big fact. Uh, yes, definitely. Ditto's a wifey. Mm -hmm. uh, I am fucking Gardevoir. <laughs> uh, Don't you feel gross just saying that? <laughs> I, I uh, you know what? It, why do we have to do this? Um, <laughs> this was not my decision. <laughs> And I guess I'll kill Lopunny. I don't like Lopunny. Okay, fair. So Lopunny got them thick thighs, but gotta go. Gardevoir is the most like humanoid, so that that would be the least weird of the weird. They're so. all gonna be weird, but that's the least weird of the weird because it's not an animal technically. Oh, like, okay, next. Nice. Moving on. <laughs> Please move on. Uh, you don't have like another set of three, right? right. Like we could. Mister Mime. Machamp. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not in the document. That's not in the show document. Okay? That's uncalled for. Oh my god. And then, and then I'm thinking like Lily, what's the one that's got the little little oh, dicks my god. Eight dicks. Okay, alright. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Uh let, let's, let's 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 move on here. Um <laughs> what actor would play you in a movie about your life? Ooh, Galactic Elliot, because it would be hilarious. I think that's a wise choice. I think you'd do great. What is going on, guys? Fourth Gen Gamer here. <laughs> <laughs> Just about to do my speed run for the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I miss that dude. I need to talk to him. I need to get him on the podcast. Yeah, yeah dude. Uh, okay, so secret skill. Not many people know that you have. What is it? Ooh, what is a secret skill that I have? Uh, I feel like you're such a social guy and that you're always doing stuff on stream. People probably know about all your skills. I used to play the alto saxophone. Dang. Quite a few years ago. And the bass clarinet. Dang, dude. And I was really good. That's more of a former secret skill. I mean, I'm sure if I picked it up, I could like get it back like yeah relative it's been since ninth grade high school so <laughs> damn okay well that's cool i didn't know that about you saxophone's awesome and i used to play baseball I, and i used to bowl like in a league you i was a good bowler you strike me as a bowler that was no pun intended i mean this shirt that i'm wearing for people with the video footage uh looks like a bowler shirt yeah yeah it is kind of a bowling shirt so yeah um but not like the charlie sheen kind like the dope jersey kind <laughs> yeah I, yeah, I, I realized after the fact, yeah, I said you strike me as a bowler and I really did not mean to make that pun, so. Yeah, next time you can spare me the puns. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll, or wait, why am I saying spare me the puns? I should say spare me the pins. I'll have, <laughs> I'll have to split the footage here to cut all this cheesiness out. 
Uh, I don't know if I have the balls to do that, though. <laughs> okay, okay, that was good. That was really good. That was really good. I didn't think we would have another one. This, uh... I'm not going to lie, this podcast has been right up my lane. <laughs> it's right up your alley, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, okay. Uh, I, I better <laughs> I better move on before this gets out of hand. Um, I, I really just have one last question. Where can people find you online, Josh, a.k.a. The Fourth Gen Gamer? Yeah, just anywhere at The Fourth Gen Gamer. If you use YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram sick man um there you go yeah you heard the man uh is there anything else that you want to let the people know before we go like anything that you're working on projects to look out for things like that shout outs do you want to shout out your mom your dog i love my mom i just want to say that mom i love you you're so great i have like the best mom like she's actually awesome uh she's so supportive that's awesome so yeah, my mom and my Twitch. Go follow my Twitch, especially. I do lots of speed runs. We're playing through so many Pokemon games. You know I'm gonna be speedrunning soon. What are you gonna do? Pokemon Coliseum. Soon. Ooh, I bet you paid like a hundred bucks for that, unless you had it in your collection already. I already had Dude. it. Dude, I had to buy a GameCube though, so I have a GameCube. Ooh. It is apparently like one of the most complicated, high-tech Pokemon speedruns. Like it's actually really complicated. That game so, is a long um, game. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, uh, like the the tech that's gonna I'm gonna have to learn for that, dude. That's but yeah, follow me on Twitch. I because you should. Yeah, yeah. Follow me on Twitch. I want to follow that actually because um, I'm I'm like huge, huge, huge GameCube fan, and so I've been like collecting for that and stuff. I know all about like prices are skyrocketing and um, just that area of games. I love them, so I'm gonna be trying to tune in for some of those uh, Coliseum live streams for sure. Yeah, I'll see him, baby. It's coming, sick, dude. Um, man, I guess uh, I guess that about wraps things up. Then, um, thank thanks for having me. This is fun, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. Like, it really was awesome to talk to you again. And um, we should try and make it a more regular thing. And uh, thanks, uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Go follow Josh. Go check out his stuff. He's an awesome dude. Fortune gamer. Um, tune in next Sunday for another episode of the Never Dead Podcast. And until then. May your lives be purposeful and your dreams be never dead. We'll see you next time. And stay savage. Stay savage, (laughs) y'all. Peace. (laughs)